You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I give you A. C-L. And with that, welcome back in to the ACL Pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. He's Wags. I'm ACL. NFL Week 5, College Football Week 6. We are here. Guys, we are all over social, Twitter, Instagram. Find us there at the Real Mr. ACL, at Captain Wags, the, the website, therealmracl.com or acl-sports.com, whichever you prefer. They're both the same thing. They take you to the same spot. The ACL Podwags. We are here, man. Huge weekend, of course, this past weekend, especially in the NFL. Plus 14 units, I believe it was, just in this past week alone, Wags. Awesome, awesome week, man. Yeah, no, really crushed it. Uh, had the Bears as the, as the big three-unit play. It was just a great spot for them. A little buy-low spot, huh? Yeah, buy-low spot. It was, you know, the perfect opportunity. You know, the Lions were actually viewed kind of overrated, even though, you know, they haven't really won. And the Bears just, you know, Fields got banged up in his first start. He didn't look good. And, um, you knew, and Nagy took a lot of heat, and you knew they were going to come out fired up. Uh, so it was a, gr- a great buy-low spot, um, obviously benefited big plus 14 unit Sunday. So, um, love that. Um, you know, college was, was, you know, right in the middle. Uh, we didn't have the best college week, but you know, we, we bounced right back with the pros and, and just absolutely, um, annihilated it. So that was great to get back and, and, you know, really win the weekend big time, uh, with a bunch of, uh, NFL winners. So, uh, looking forward to, you know, getting a little bit back in college and continuing, uh, our success here on the, um, NFL. We've been killing yeah. it. Yeah. Both you and I were on the bears last weekend. Yeah. Um, I know you obviously had it for a lot more units and I actually had a few people DM me after the plays got sent out and they said, how can you be on the bears? Did you see them last week? <laughs> You know, I said that's exactly what what I want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's that's when you start thinking, did I even put enough on on? on these Shall games, I go you know? add some more? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Fields was awful, but there's no way that that line should have been under a field goal at home versus a Dan Campbell at Detroit Lions team. No. So. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, you knew Monty was going to go off. Montgomery had a yep. great game. He gets hurt. He'll be out for four or five weeks. Um, so obviously, you know, big. Fantasy football impacts there, uh, but you know we're, we're we're all about the betting side, not necessarily the fantasy side. But yep. you know, obviously the listeners are, are probably into both. So uh. yeah, speaking of fantasy guys, we've been doing these you know weekly DFS contests. We've been partnering with FanDuel. Definitely check that out. FanDuel.com/slash ACL. We're giving away prizes every single week. First through twentieth places get paid. Uh, Wags and I are both playing. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Sometimes I beat Wags more more so than uh, Wags beats me sometimes. But, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. That'll be up every week, fanduel.com slash ACL. Wags, let's jump right in, man. College football, Georgia and Alabama. I mean, there's been this prop circulating around. Every uh, Quite a bit of people have asked me about it. They've seen it. I know it's up by uh, William Hill has it. WinBet has it as well. Alabama and Georgia. Minus 250, and, you know, it depends upon the shot, but that's roughly the number. Alabama and Georgia to win the national title, minus 250 versus the field. Value on this prop, where do you see it? 
Um, is it these two and everyone else? Does it even matter who the other two teams are that get in? Unless it's Cincinnati, of course. Uh, where are you on this prop? What are your thoughts on this number right now? Look, usually I am very shy, and, and a lot of my you know listeners who who you know buy my packages in, in the NHL and buy our packages in, in in not only NFL and college but also college basketball. Uh, they know that I, I'm someone who doesn't really like to lay a lot of juice, you know, laying 250 for this. But I did a lot of thinking. And to be honest, you know, normally I would take the field. Um, but I think my opinion, which I don't think is unique, given the fact that this is a bet out there, Bama and Georgia are it. Right. So no matter what, unless no, they just lose right. out or something. No, some yeah. I, I mean, I think that they're going to to win out. OK, mm-hmm. both these teams, they're going to play each other in the SEC championship game. I think it's going to be a very good game. And I think they're both going to get into the playoff. Now, obviously, there, there's a lot to that needs to happen there to get to that point. But I really believe that that's the case. I think that they're going to be the number one and number three team. OK, and if that's the case, I also think both of those teams will win and play each other for a rematch. There's so, no way that they would put the loser of the SEC as the four seed because then they would play each other in the semis. Uh, uh, unsure, right? I, I don't think we've really ever – I mean, we've been in that position before, but, I mean, I think it's possible, right? Yeah. I don't think it will happen, so I think that the one and three – I think they'll be a one and three seed. Um, that said, I think they could both per- potentially win, and then if that is the case, you automatically win. doesn't matter what the outcome is, right? Um, so that, that's what you have going for you, uh, on the flip side. And you start looking at some of these other divisions, you have Cincinnati who can run the table. And if they do, the question will be, okay. And, and there's like a lot of variables here because it's so early in the season. You have Penn state and Iowa, you got Michigan and Michigan state and Ohio state. I mean, that's the big 10 right there, right? Ohio state loss loses to Oregon big loss but early in the season if they went out which is very possible that eliminates Michigan that eliminates Michigan State um, because the Ohio State would have beat them both I mean Michigan and Michigan State play anyway so right so you know someone's one of those teams is going to be gone Uh, Penn State and Iowa play this week I think you're going to have a great game there I think uh, Iowa might be a one one and a half point favorite it's going to be a really good defensive type battle, you know, kind of that hard nose smash mouth football, uh, both pretty solid defenses. Um, but, you know, I, I think that Iowa, who will be, you, you know, the winner of their division within the conference, will play either Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. And if one of those teams end up being 11 and 1, and you have Cincinnati, who's 12 and 0. And then you might have Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, who is you know eleven and one or, or potentially undefeated. Twelve and zero, yeah, Oklahoma. Right? Yeah. You know, does Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati is right now they're they're actually in like the driver's seat the way that the rankings play, but they don't have a big game anymore right. to really like jump anybody or anything like that. So they're going to be and Iowa and Penn State, you know, they're going to be basically sitting three and four for the rest of the season, assuming that they went out. Um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's best game. UCF, UCF, SMU, yeah, probably yeah, SMU, probably SMU and then UC, UCF yeah, both um, at home. Yep. Right. So but if they're able to win out, 
you know, it's like, okay. It'll be an argument. It'll be a discussion. There's going to be an argument. And that's why they really need to open up the system again, go to an eight or a 16-team playoff. I don't know why, you know, maybe their argument is that, you know, players can't handle that many games. It's not fair to do that to a college kid. These college kids want to play. That's what they love to do. Um, You know, first off, it's going to be more revenue for the NCAA. It's going to be more revenue for everybody. NIL, players are going to get paid. It's going to be great. Open it up. And guess what? It's going to create more parity because then these non-Power 5 conferences are going to get players and and recruits that are going to say, look, I I can go to Boise State. I can go to BYU. And I can actually play for a national title. Right, and still be able to play for a national title. So I think it's going to create more parity. I think it's going to be better for the NCAA, better for fans. Um, You know, and you're going to obviously be able to see, and nobody can complain anymore. Right. So, like, let's say there's four teams, which there are now, and you get this situation where Ohio State's 11 and one and Oklahoma is, you know, let's say they're 12 and 0 and Georgia's 11 and one who lost to Alabama in the SEC championship or vice versa. And Cincinnati's undefeated and Cincinnati gets left out. Well, you move to an 18 playoff, 16 team playoff. You don't have that argument anymore. And, and, you know, now you're inviting other teams. And and if you're number nine or number 17, however they choose it, then, you know, you you can't really complain. You can't cry about it because, you know, you didn't deserve to get in. And and it didn't matter anyway. If it was a four-team playoff, then you were certainly out of it. So, I don't know. There are some interesting numbers that I viewed as far as the national title futures this week between Iowa and Penn State. Mm. Uh, drafting, for example, Penn State twenty-five to one, Iowa thirty-five to one. But then you could go look this weekend's game; Iowa's favored. So to me, they're 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 telling you a couple of things. One, they're telling you that they think Penn State, obviously just based on the line one and a half, is a better team on a neutral field. And two, they're telling you that they think Penn State has a pretty decent chance to win this game, and then really make some noise after that. And Iowa's schedule, if you, if you just kind of break it down, is much more difficult anyway. Well, so it, uh, let's, it's let's rare talk to about see that, that. that that number on the versus with the t- with those two teams playing and one of them being favored. Well, let's talk about that because I think that Penn State's schedule is more difficult. So to be honest, I would take a hard look at Iowa plus, at 35-1 to 1 right okay. now because if they're a favorite and, and it's at home and they play Penn State, and, and that's a tough place to play in Iowa – Let's say they win, they get Purdue, then they have a bye week before they go on the road to Wisconsin, which is a very tough game. But you know what? We, we could talk They're about down Wisconsin. This year. Yeah, Wisconsin's yeah. down. They're, honestly, I, ha- I ha- scratched them off my list. They're an unbettable team. They could, they could win out against the spread, but I'm not touching them. I think I've been not on them every single week, and I've lost every single week. They're laying a big number this weekend. I know you know that. At yeah, Illinois, I, they're, they, were, they were minus eight, eight and a half opener. Now they're up to minus 11. So. Yeah. You know what? The numbers guys are playing them, man. Look, look, if you play Wisconsin, I hope you win. I'm off of it. I'm not touching them. Graham Mertz has been a huge disappointment. The whole team has been a disappointment. So, um, But that's enough about Wisconsin. Back to Iowa. Sure. They have Penn State at home, Purdue at home. Then they have a bye before going on the road to Wisconsin. Let's say they get through that, right? Then they're at Northwestern. Should be a win. Home versus Minnesota and Illinois should be two wins. And then they finish on the road tricky. on a Friday. Tricky. On a Friday, very, very tricky game at That's Nebraska, yep. who was getting better. Okay. Yep. But Penn State, and, and, and you look at the Penn State schedule, they have at Iowa. So obviously, like, let's say Penn State wins this because that's kind of what the conversation is. Mm-hmm. They have a bye before Illinois. Okay. They got to go to Ohio State. That's, that's, a, that's by the far the hardest 
that's the hardest game on any of those schedules. Mm-hmm. Then they got to go to Maryland, who puts up a ton of points. So, you know, that's not an easy game. Then they got Michigan, and then they finished at Michigan State. So I would argue that Penn State's schedule is more difficult. I would look at Iowa pl- at 35-1 to 1, um, if you think that Iowa is going to beat Penn State this weekend. Yeah, they do avoid Ohio State, obviously, which is huge. And yeah, like I said, thirty-five to one versus twenty-five to one. And in your opinion, Penn State has a much harder schedule. And I was favored this weekend, so right. You know, when you're looking at futures guys, you really want to always kind of factor in all those different things. So and just say, oh, you know, twenty-five to one. I think Penn State's good. They might do it. Well, sure, but once you kind of break it down like that, it it might not always be the the right place. You're almost better just sort of money line parlaying them. Uh, on a rollover in some cases there. Um, Wags the Heisman, we want to touch on this briefly. It was sort of the, you know, Bryce Young, Matt Corral game last week for the Heisman, blah, blah, blah. Matt Corral puts up zero points in the first half. I saw a lot of, uh, you know, memes on Twitter with uh, burning dumpster fires for the Matt Corral Heisman tickets. Uh, he played a little bit better in the second half there. He's down to two to, to plus 200. I had seen like plus 140 for him going into that game. Uh, in my opinion, the plus 200 probably isn't high enough. I would need a lot bigger number to even consider him. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 10 to 1. CJ Stroud, 16 to 1. Those are the two that I would maybe be gravitating to at this point, only because Bryce Young, it just feels to me like he's the default guy right now. Yeah. He's a quarterback of Alabama. Great. They're probably going to go undefeated. He's going to put up numbers, give him the Heisman. But it doesn't feel like to me he's been the Heisman winner up to this point, other than just being the quarterback for Alabama. Yeah, no, yeah, I actually like Corral right now, okay. um, even though they just lost to Alabama. And you might say, well, that's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Young out, outplayed him. Corral, in Corral's defense in that game, first off, they played the best defense that they're going to play all year. Alabama's sure. very good. Um, he didn't make any mistakes. I mean, he didn't perform. He only had 215 or so, 213 passing yards, but he didn't make the mistake. He threw one touchdown, not that great, but zero interceptions. Um, he, Alabama did a great job, and they put it on him. And to Alabama's credit, they won the game. But to me, Young is a freshman. Um, no pun intended. He is young, and he is also um, – yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's more privy to making a mistake and mm-hmm. losing a game and, and you know, just – He's going to he might have some sort of misstep where Corral is going to put up these big numbers um, against some of these, you know, I guess the, the remainder of his schedule. As far as Ritter is concerned, I, I just think, you know, and this is I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he has the numbers. And I think the way that Cincinnati plays is much more of a team yep. offense. It, it, they don't really rely on Ritter. They, I mean, they do in the sense that he doesn't make many mistakes He's very good at what he does, but he's not going to go put up, you know, 450 yards and five touchdowns and no interceptions and run for a hundred. You know, he doesn't have that type of um, those numbers and those big games. He's just very consistent. The team is very consistent. They have a good defense. They have, you know, good support players. So, um, you know, for me, I I don't see Ritter as as a Heisman type. CJ Stroud, 16 to one. I mean, it's definitely worth a look. look. Um, Honestly, they're getting really, really good. I think I personally think they went out. I think they make it to uh, the playoff. Um, you know, I think that last game of the season against uh, Michigan is well. I guess they have the the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game as well. But um, I, I I don't know if you saw the tweet. I did it. I think it was three weeks ago. 
WinBet puts up updated season win totals. They they were putting them up for NFL and then they put them up for college, which is mm. kind of amazing considering that there's only 12 games. Right. They had Ohio State nine and a half wins. It's crazy. It was um, crazy. And it was after yeah. one loss. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, am I missing something here? Right. Um, no, I'm not saying that it's guaranteed to win, but it's certainly, I think, based on what we've seen since the Oregon loss, certainly a number that I would like to have more of at this point. Look, they, they also have a tough schedule. Um, they have Maryland this week. I mean, again, yeah. that's going to be a, a shootout, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, Ohio, Ohio State's going to win that game. Then they have a bye. They go to Indiana, who has been a, a little bit of a letdown. They had a, some hype preseason. They're not that good. They should win. Then they have Penn State at home. Then they got to go to Nebraska. So those are back-to-back difficult games. Then they have Purdue and Michigan State at home. They should be able to take care of business with both of those teams. Yes, Michigan State's undefeated. Kudos to them. But Ohio State should be able to, to certainly take care of them. They might not be undefeated after this week. Yeah, that is true. We'll see. Exactly. That is true. That's a, a good point. Um, Michigan State and Rutgers, baby. Mr. Greg Schiano, coach. Um, and then they finish up on the road at Michigan, and we all know how that has yep. ended for Michigan year after year after year. I just think when you're looking at Matt Corral versus C.J. Stroud, it's not eight times. No, certainly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, Plus 200 versus C.J. Stroud, I mean, you want value – Go go to yeah. the book now and take that because it's a value bet. He's gonna um, be, he has the opportunity to win big games. He should be on the described. podium. He should be up there. He, he should, should be get invited. There. He'll be invited to New York, yep. uh, in my opinion. So, yep, I yep. agree. Um, um, all right, moving over to the National Football League. I think, I I think I'm I'm fair in saying this that nobody had the Arizona Cardinals as the last team to be undefeated in the NFL. Circus Sports put up. Uh, preseason odds on which was the, which team would be the last undefeated team, you know, remaining in the league. And Arizona was fifty to one, five zero, fifty to one. So good for them. Good for Kyler Murray. I tweeted this out, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the NFL MVP. If I had to vote right now, it would be for Kyler Murray. He is the favorite right now, around plus six hundred, plus seven hundred, around there in the market right now. Uh, if you had a vote, are you going with Kyler Murray right now, Wags? Yes. I mean, he's the guy right now. He's a playmaker at the most important position with an undefeated team. And they have put up, what, 30-plus points a game against, um, you know, pr- pretty good teams. I mean, it's not like we're looking at the Broncos, who were 3-0 and at that one point, and, and were, you know, beat all 0-3 teams. I mean, th- this is a team that I think beat Tennessee on the road, beat the Vikings on the road. I forget they beat somebody at home who they should have, I think the Jaguars maybe. And then they went on the road and um, just beat the Rams who, yeah, beat them up. Right. So uh, put up 37 points against the Rams defense. And and what was it? It was Kyler Murray making plays with his legs. The Rams have a great front seven, possibly the best front seven in, in the national football league. And Murray's able to use his legs and then find, you know, his way outside of the pocket, make downfield throws. So um, the Cardinals have really, really impressed me. I know I'm not the only one, but I was wrong on this team. Um, I I have a future, and unless somebody gets hurt or something really goes wrong, I'm going to lose this future, and and I'll own it. Um, I had the Cardinals under, I think, eight and a half. Um, And and look, they look good. And I was wrong, not about – Kyler, not about the offense, but about their defense. Mm-hmm. And their defense has really looked good. They shut down the Titans. They shut down the Rams. Um, very impressive. And and I even mentioned on the on the pod that the Cardinals would have to rely on, 
you know, some of their key leaders on defense for them to, to really make um, an impact. And they have, and they've done it, and uh, kudos to them. I didn't think they had it in them, and Cardinals are, are possibly one of the best teams in the NFL, uh, definitely in the NFC. Where, they've only allowed 85 points yeah. this year in four games, which is right. tops I, in the West. And and that's against Tennessee. Right. Minnesota. Right, that's who and they the Rams, yeah, yeah, and I the mean, Rams, the Jags, so, but and, and the Rams. I mean, the, I mean three the, very those good are three, ab- yeah, above yeah. average, good offenses, above um, average quarterbacks too. And, yeah, so good for them. Best team in the NFC. Are you are you ready to crown that to Arizona? Are you still sticking with Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, um, the Rams? You know, potentially. Where are you at? Uh, you know, on the NFC, if you had to say who's going to be the number one seed now. Uh, I don't know about for you. I, I'm sticking with the Bucks until I I see otherwise. Um, yeah, I'm ready I, to I, give them a pass for for that Rams game. I and the Patriots game. People say, oh, they don't look good. There was basically a torrential downpour blizzard there. That game, just from a emotional standpoint, was weird. The weather was weird. Everything was just weird about that game. So I'm kind of throwing that that game out. But to me, and they are a little bit injured, so keep that in mind. But for me, in the NFC, the class is still the, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't always agree with you. I don't like agreeing with you all the time, but I uh, have to agree with you there. Sometimes the it's good. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so, look, the Bucks they, they, they won it last year. Somebody's got to take them off the throne, right? Yeah. Before, yeah. before you, you say, oh, oh, yeah, no, the Cardinals are Cardinals are it. They're, they're it right now. And I remember saying this about Russell Wilson last year, um, about this time in the season where I had him as a preseason uh, NFL MVP uh, and he was killing it. They were letting him cook. They were letting him do everything. And then next thing you know, it took a huge downturn um, and, and didn't really hear much from him. So I'm not saying that's going to happen with Kyler, but things happen. And, you know, it just depends on how teams adapt and, and play defense and, and whatnot. So I, I have the Bucks. Um The Packers, to me, still lack the defense, right? Um, th- there's a huge concern there. Um, for me, at least, I know they, they just made a big signing, um, right, with uh, Jalen Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just so did that today. Shep's signed the Met linebacker, yep. yep. Uh, so, you know, that'll help them because the Packers ha- had really no, no linebackers. Um, and the Cardinals are right up there, too. So, um, and, and look, let's not forget about the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are, are a team to watch out for. Uh, so, I, I think. You know, if I had to rate those four teams, I'm going Tampa, Cardinals, Cowboys right at the Cardinals' heels, and then I got the Packers four. Um, and that's kind of where I, where I, it falls with me. It's just so hard for me to get over the coaching in Dallas, man. It's like they have so much talent on the offensive side. The defense is actually much improved. I think a lot of that has to do with Dan Quinn. But you know there's going to – and it could be a playoff game or a game down the stretch when McCarthy's going to screw it up. Oh, I and mean, his coaching, in-game coaching is just not good. I mean, really he's bad. a see to me. He's he's actually not a bad coach. I mean, you look at. I mean, he's obviously ha- put himself around the talent to have him win, um, but at the same time, his just his in-game management. Mm. You know, I don't want to compare him to Anthony Lynn, but you know, there's similarities. It's pretty close. There. Yeah, it's the, the it's tough. It's tough. It's pretty bad. All right. All right. Fishy line of the week time, guys. For new listeners, me and Wags each look at a game. It can be college. It can be the NFL where the line simply stinks. You look at it. You do a double take. It doesn't make sense. Are you missing something? Is someone hurt? Whatever it may be, 
just lines that sort of stick out to us as those fishy lines. Now, this doesn't mean that we're on the game, one side or, or another. It's just one of those lines where when you see it, you do a double take. It doesn't make sense. You want to sort of dig deeper. So fishy line of the week, Wags, what you got? Yeah, uh, so we'll talk about last week. Um, I did lose last week. I had Troy um, plus seven. You should have won that game, to be honest with you. Should have won many opportunities. Uh, The game was close. Yep. Troy had had it many times. Um, They they only they missed a cover by two points. I think uh, South Carolina won by nine. Um, Very frustrating. But look, these are the games. These things happen. Right. You're not going to win every game. I think I just saw someone tweet um, on, on, on one of ACL's tweets that, you know, n- not every game, you know, you, you, there are times you'll be on the right side and lose. I mean, right side, wrong happens, result, right? wrong yeah, side, exactly. right result. It happens. So uh, things happen. You're not going to. That's why, you know, professional betters, if, if you're 60 percent, you're good. Right. So you're going to lose. You're real 40, good at that number. You're, losing, you're right. <laughs> you're really good. And you're going to lose 40 percent of the time. So this was just one of those losses. Uh, my fishy game this week. Uh, we're going out to Colorado, staying in college, San Jose State at Colorado State. Yep, yep, uh, um, yep. This one stinks. San Jose State, three and two. They beat a, a good Hawaii team. Their only losses are to USC, okay, um, and four and one Western Michigan. They go on the road to Colorado State. On the other hand, they're one and three. They lost to Vanderbilt, okay, who's one of the worst teams in the league. They lost to South Dakota State. And they lost at Iowa. Okay, that's a good loss. They did beat Toledo, um, who you might say, oh, well, Toledo almost beat Notre Dame. Yes, but this game was played the week after they almost beat Notre Dame. It was a big letdown spot for them. They, they let off a lot of emotion, a lot of steam. Um, there's no reason that Colorado State should be a favorite. It opened Pickham, and here we are. Colorado State has moved to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It doesn't make sense. And this, to me, is the fishy game of the week. Watch out. If I'm taking this game, if I'm backing anybody here, I'm taking Colorado State, either money line or laying two, maybe two and a half. Can't argue with that at all. I definitely did a double take when I saw that number as well. Um, My fishy line of the week, guys, we're going to the Big Ten. Michigan State. Talked about this a little bit earlier. 5-0. 5-0 Michigan State. Undefeated. Man, they beat Miami. Beat Miami, big, so they must be win. good. <laughs> top 10, right? you know, top 15 team. Goes into Rutgers. Rutger, Rutgers has a football team? Rutgers. Rutgers, who? They go into Rutgers. They, the line opens minus three. Michigan State, minus three. It's since been bet up to minus five and a half. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But this is a Michigan State team that's beaten Northwestern Miami, in Nebraska, they beat a feisty Western Kentucky team who's actually much better than their record indicates versus a Rutgers team that's lost two in a row by a combined 72 to 26 score. Uh, they just got blown out by Ohio State 52 to 13. So they have that sort of to think about all week. The game before that, they lost at Michigan in a game they arguably could have won in the second half there. Um, and the odds makers opened this game up Michigan State a field goal favorite against Rutgers. So stinks, 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 right? If this game happened the first game of the season, there's no way that it's, you know, yeah. Opens like that. So yeah, there's something going on there. I think there's maybe uh, some respect for Shiano and um, yeah, I, I don't know, but no five and O team going to Rutgers 
who is traditionally a you know low on the totem pole, with or without Shiano, should only be a three-point favorite. It doesn't make sense. So I'm going to take a look at it. All right, guys. 60-second speed round time. I asked Wags a few questions, 60 seconds. He can give one-word answers. You can give a little detail, whatever you want. He does the same thing for me. On the hot seat, off the hot seat, 60 seconds. We just sort of want to get the information out there for you guys. Wags, I will do the honors, man. Whenever you are ready, you let me know. I'll start the clock for you. Let's uh, let's start the clock. I'm going to start the clock on my end, too, so I'll have it ready for when uh, it's your turn. All right, my man. 60 seconds begin now. Who wins the Big 12 this year? Hmm. I got to stick with Oklahoma. I've said it from the get-go. I mean, Spencer Rattler... Uh, people are low on him, but I, I still like him. I don't think he's done a poor job. I think his offensive line has not really put block for him. I think they're starting to mesh. They're going to have a tough game, and even if they lose to Texas this week, I still think they can win out and then win the uh, Big 12. So I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. Can't argue with that. Best coach, best quarterback, still in my That's opinion. Right. Can't argue with that. Your favorite sport to play now? I, I mean, look, I, I'm fat. I'm out of shape. I play golf. That That's kind of where I am right now in my life. Uh, I've taken it up about three or four years ago, and I, I can't get enough. So uh, I'm going to go with golf. Um, that's the final answer. Golf with some mango white claws on a sunny day, huh? Can't beat yes, it, right? Yes, can't beat that. There we go. If you had to pick one guy as your head coach of your football team, you're starting a team tomorrow, you're taking Mike McCarthy or Joe Judge? Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, we just talked about it a little bit, but McCarthy, I mean, poor game management in the game, no doubt about it, but he's a, I got to say, he's, he at least gets his teams prepared. And, and Joe Judge, on the other hand, I don't know how he got the job. Um, I think he's, look, he was a special teams coach, and now he's a head coach. And But he's from the Belichick tree. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Love this question. Final question. Neutral field, if they're playing this weekend, the Chiefs versus the Bucks, and it's a pick em. who are you betting? I mean, look, we got to take the Bucks. Um, Chiefs have not been impressive. They haven't done really much. The Bucks, on the other hand, even though they oh, almost lost to New England, that you know, look, I'm not someone who's going to come out and say that the NFL is fixed, but something stunk in that game, and uh, certainly there was a storyline. They kept it close, a doink off the upright, but uh, you know, going back to it, Chiefs got to really come back and impress. Their defense stinks. Bucks take it. All right. You're off the hot seat, my man. Good job. All right. All right. ACL. I'm on ready. Let's go. Are you ready? Let's do All it. right. After Nick Saban, who is the best coach in college football? Ryan Day. How about that? Ryan Day. The okay. Ohio State University. All the guy does is win games. I think he's lost like two like three games total. Ryan right. Day, man. Ryan Day. I I like it. Uh after Bill Belichick, who's the best coach in the NFL? Mike McCurdy, no, kidding. <laughs> um, Sean McDermott, Buffalo. All right, all right. What about Staley, no? All that guy does is, I'm telling you, man, Staley, he might be my guy. I don't like what he <laughs> did with Kansas City. I thought that was ridiculous, a lot of that stuff. I'll give him a pass after seeing what he did uh, on Monday Night Football with the Raiders. He gets it. He's analytical. He's smart. He doesn't care what people are going to say. He knows what he he needs to you know to do to give his guys the best chance to win. And I think his guys know that, and they're going to buy in. And this guy might be really, really good one day. No doubt. If you're picking the 32 NFL head coaches in a draft, mm -hmm. who are you picking last? Mike McCartney. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, it's actually, close. It's close. To, it. Urban Meyer. <laughs> He's still a coach, right? Uh, As of man. taping. I don't know. Just don't shake his hand. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm gonna say <laughs> honestly. I'm gonna say Urban Meyer. All right. It, it's um, that bad in Jacksonville right now. That's it. I mean, the last question, if you want to take it, we're past 60. Go ahead. I got one. If you got one more. Do the Cincinnati Bearcats run the table? I'll say yes, and then I'll say it's going to be a big debate, and they might get screwed at the end. Yep. And this is me holding, a, you know, as you guys know, 125 to 1, multiple tickets on them. So all I need to do is get them in the final four, and then I could sell it, hedge it, do whatever, play around with it. But, man. I've just seen this committee do what they do, and they just hate putting those teams in there. It's going to be so. close. I mean, the committee's either going to, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that SMU game, that's the one I got circled. SMU mm-hmm. is good. They're sneaky good, and uh, they can definitely uh, put up points. Yes, they can. All right, we're going to touch on two games here, the big one in college and the big one in the NFL. Let's start with college wags. I think you and I both certainly agree here. Penn State versus Iowa. Number four versus number three. Both teams come into this game 5-0. and oh. uh, Iowa currently minus one and a half as of uh, taping today. Iowa, of course, comes in off that national TV game last week versus Maryland where they won 51-14. to 14. They caused five interceptions um, in that game. A lot of their drives have been starting in opponent's territory because of the turnovers. Now, some say that that might not be sustainable, but their turnover differential is massive so far this year about – halfway through and a lot of their drives as i mentioned have been starting in plus territory so we'll see if that can continue against penn state here uh on the other side of the ball you have penn state coming into this one off that 24 to nothing beat down of indiana again that i was on uh the penn state side which was great their defense hasn't given up more than 20 points in a game this season uh the total for this one opened up 43 it has been bet down to about 41 it did actually cross the key number 41 down to 40 and a half briefly before, as expected, a good amount of buyback on the over there, back up to 41. So that's where we are now. Definitely want to monitor this one. If this total for me gets bet down again off that 41, 41 and a half, below 41. And guys, 41 is a big key number when you're dealing with uh, football totals there, you know, 24 17 type games. Um, that's going to be very telling for me. So it's certainly something that I'm looking out for. Maybe some weather as well there. And then, of course, we talked about the whole. You know, national title futures, 25 to 1, 35 to 1 there, et cetera. For me, this is basically a de facto elimination game for that. So um, really, really looking forward to this one. I want to monitor the weather, and I want to, want to monitor a little more the line movement on that total there. How are you thinking about this game here? Yeah, no, s- similarly, I, I think it's going to be – look, you have two very good defenses, and the fact that they're both giving up between 11 and 12 points a game. I mean, that that's it. Um, I think – you saw Penn State struggle, but I mean, obviously they're both five and zero. But struggle early in that first game against Wisconsin offensively. They only put up sixteen points. Uh, since then, they they've kind of rolled. They they put up forty four against Ball State, twenty eight against Auburn, thirty eight against Villanova, and then twenty four against Indiana. Um, I argue that Iowa's defense is as good as Wisconsin's. Um, so I don't expect to see Penn state really putting up, you know, a ton of points in this game. Um, and and similarly, right. Penn state's defense is also very good. Um, but you know, to me, Iowa has the type of offense who, who kind of chips away at you. They can make plays. So, um, I'm really interested to see, 
how Penn State goes on the road um, and and plays. I mean, they, they're first. They've only had one road game at right. Wisconsin. They handled that early, first game of the season. Um, how are they going to go um, and uh, you know go into Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City and handle that crowd? Who, you know, is arguably one of the toughest places to play um, in the Big Ten and maybe even college football. So um, I think Iowa being a slight favorite is right. Um, I think this line is is good. I don't, you know, smell anything too crazy. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this game. Cannot wait for this game. Um, four o'clock start time. I wish it was at night, but you know, by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, it'll probably be dark there and. Uh crowd will be rocking there so this should be a good one in my opinion again a de facto elimination game the loser of this one is effectively out of the college football playoff so you know you could argue you want an 8 team and 16 team but we basically kind of get some of these elimination games throughout the season sometimes too so right well that's why that's why it's so great i mean these games become very important it's almost like a mini you know playoff play-in type game i mean obviously it's early in the season um but you look at uh, two top five teams here that are, are going to be, you know, fighting and clawing t- to get in. And, and, you know, it's going to be a great game. Totally agree. All right. Moving over to the NFL. Arguably the game of the year, perhaps, up to this point. Rematch of last year's AFC title game. A game the Chiefs won 38-24. to So certainly a revenge spot for the Buffalo Bills here. A game you know that, they've ha- that they have had circled. The look-ahead wags on this game a week ago was Chiefs minus three and a half. All right, so the Chiefs won. They beat the Eagles. The Bills beat down the Texans. Uh, And then we see a reopen of Chiefs minus 2.5. I saw Chiefs minus 3, and it got bet down. But the prevailing numbers is right now is Chiefs minus 2.5 juiced a little bit to the Chiefs, around like minus 120. So potentially some value on the Chiefs side if you're looking to bet the Chiefs here based simply upon what the lookhead was a week ago. Uh, Look, I mean, since their season opening loss to the Steelers, the Bills defense has pitched two shutouts against the Dolphins and the Texans. And they've also put up 35, 43, and 40 points, respectively. Uh, So, in my opinion, the last three weeks, opponents aside, they've been the best team in the National Football League. And and you could argue that this Chiefs defense has performed just as poorly as some of those teams that the Bills have been putting up those points against. So, there's a, a lot of moving parts here. You have the whole revenge angle, obviously. You have the look-ahead movement. You have who the, who the Bills have played. You have had the Chiefs really maybe sort of not been showing all their stuff, all their good stuff, quote-unquote, uh, over the last few weeks, um, knowing that they have the Bills on deck. So we'll see, but I, I cannot wait for this one. Bills-Chiefs, AFC title game rematch. Yeah, no, this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that the Chiefs are 2-2 are two and two, uh, at this point just because from a hype standpoint. Um, but I guess you can't really say much. Their their defense has really been disappointing. I mean, going in, it's not like you, you said, oh, Kansas City defense is great. But you would certainly expect them to keep them in more games and, and um, you know, their offense to kind of take control. Their offense has put, been putting up numbers. It's not like, you know, we're, we're seeing um, Kansas City not put up points. They, they put up 33, 35, 24, and 42 um in their four games so defensively though they're they're giving up in every game they've given up at least 30 points except for the first game when they gave up 29 points so (laughs) i mean it's just not good they're giving up over 30 points a game and that's not going to get it done especially against a bills team who is been kind of unstoppable on offense lately i cannot wait for this game 
Yeah. Um, jo- I mean, Josh Allen and Diggs, uh, they, they should they should have um, – the Chiefs will have their hands full. Yeah, we have a total of 57. So uh, expecting some fireworks there in Kansas City should be a good one. All right, before we get to the free plays, it is the – Monday Night Football contest time, guys. We're giving away 200 bucks in site credit. I'm about to read off three questions for the Monday Night game, Ravens and Colts. And the first person to get all three right wins 200 bucks in site credit. It's that simple. In case uh, we have multiple winners, the person who gets it in first wins. So timestamps count. You can enter by either DMing your answers to myself or WAGS on Twitter or emailing either one of us, um, ACL at therealmistracel.com, Cap and WAGS at therealmistracel.com, either works here are the questions question one ravens minus seven and a half versus the colts who are you taking the ravens minus seven and a half or the colts plus seven and a half question number two give us the name of the player who's going to score the first touchdown in the game question number three the total number of touchdown passes by lamar jackson passes by lamar jackson so if he runs in three no dice total number of touchdown passes by lamar jackson get the questions in get the answers in Get them right. Get all three right. You win 200 bucks inside credit. Good luck, everybody. Mr. Wags, free play time. Had a winner last week. Minnesota outright underdog winner, which is nice. Um, yeah. You want to do the honors or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take it off first. I'm actually going to move it. We've been doing a lot of free plays in college. Uh, I have a free play in the NFL. Don't miss it. Early Sunday morning. I know where you're going. Going overseas. We will (laughs) go across the pond to London between the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, crazy, crazy game. Um, Actually, looking at the weather, the weather looks like it's going to be nice. Great football weather. It's going to be about 60 to 65 degrees uh, around kickoff. No rain. Not that I'm seeing. I mean, I know it's uh, it's early and things can change. Um, you know, kind of curious to see how the Jets bounce back after a big win in overtime. Emotional win. Now they have to fly across the pond, get ready for the Falcons team who's coming off an emotional loss uh, to the Washington football team late. Um, but both teams put up some points, um, and I think that is going to give them confidence to keep scoring against defenses. Uh, Falcons defense gives up 32 points a game. Jets 24 points a game. The total here opened 43 and a half, jumped up to 46, and I think it's going to go over. I still like it. I like that number. Jets Falcons over 46. That is my free play of the week. Good stuff. Love those London games. Get the day started right. That's right. All right, guys. As I mentioned, uh, the over in Texas was the free play winner a couple weeks ago. Last week, Minnesota was a outright underdog winner. So looking to keep it going here. I'm sticking in college football. Um, in the Big 12, I am taking West Virginia plus three. Look, this is the second week in a row that I'm going to sell high on this Baylor team that I think is still getting too much respect in the market off their four wins, three of which were against Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas. Not exactly murderer's row. Um, sure, they had a great win versus Iowa State, but the reality is that they were outgained in that game 479 yards to 284. One of those just very fluky finishes that if you played that game again with that box score, I would say it rolls them. And a lot of this line that we're seeing here against this West Virginia team, I think is still people remembering that Iowa State game. Uh, Look, West Virginia, on the other hand, comes into this game losers of two straight, uh, both by three points versus Oklahoma and Texas Tech, two pretty good teams there. 
um, in games that very easily that they could have won, which obviously would have created a very, very, very different line here. Uh, they also have their bye week coming up, and I've been reading a lot of things about you know player quotes. I saw some of their pressers where they basically, not so much the players, more so the, the coaches, were talking about how they really want to go into that bye week with a good taste in their mouth, having lost those two games by such close um, margins that they, they're really focusing in on this game. And that's the kind of stuff that I love to hear uh, getting a short underdog here. I make this line closer to West Virginia minus one, West Virginia pick them in that range. So certainly if we're going to be able to get a field goal here at plus three, minus 110, which is readily available in the market now, I'm going to go ahead and take that. So West Virginia plus three, minus 110 is this week's free play. Love it. Wags, Love it. you got hockey coming up, right, man? Yeah, hockey's coming up. Uh, I'm actually going to send out the futures today uh, after the pod. I'm going to finalize that and get those out. Doesn't mean that um, if you're not signed up, you can't get on and get the futures. I will um, be sending them out uh, probably the first, uh, you know, 30 days. Um, so get on board. Um, you know, uh, that's to be finalized, too. And uh, we have packages up on the real MrACL.com slash packages uh, where you can get a 30 day package for 229 and the full season um, for 1299. That full season includes uh, both actually include the futures uh, full season includes all of the regular season and all of the playoffs, including the Stanley cup. So um, really, really good value on that. So uh, take a look um, if you want to make a great investment uh, hockey has been um, extremely profitable over the last uh, several years. So I uh, don't plan to stop that. And uh, it's something that I've been doing my entire life. So um, let's go sign up. Check it out. Yeah, for those that are new, Wags is my hockey guy. I mean, he's been my hockey guy for years. He's literally the best hockey handicapper on the planet. And his numbers prove that year in and year out. So the hockey packages are up there, guys. Obviously, he caps other sports as well. Um, but I was introduced to him as a hockey capper at first. And, um, you know, once I got to start to know him, obviously we, we cap football and college basketball together now as well. But his hockey stuff, for those that, like me, I it's not a sport that I handicap. I don't watch a ton of it. But when he has a play, I put it in. And at the end of the season, my account's higher than it was when I started. So that's all <laughs> I really care about with hockey. So That's it. It's, it's just another investment. you got to diversify the portfolio. And uh, it's another investment to make, and, and hockey's always, you know, been one of those big profit centers. So, uh, looking forward to, to another year. Good stuff. All right, guys. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Real Mr. ACL at Cap and Wags. Hit us up with any questions uh, on the website directly or on social if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns uh, about any lines, about anything you want. Obviously, all the packages are up there now. We have tennis going on now. The baseball playoffs are, are in full swing. Honestly, Wags, for me, October. It's like October, November swing is just the best because everything's going on. The playoffs, basketball starting, college basketball starts next month, which is amazing. I love that. So you get yeah. that full full intersection. This is of, it. Uh, yeah, this this is it. That whole you know matrix. You got college football, pro football, college basketball, pro basketball, NHL. You got golf going on. You got tennis going on. I mean, really, the the full gambit. So um, really exciting times for us and. Uh, Certainly look forward to, to making money with all of our listeners and, and followers and whatnot. Absolutely. All right, guys, for WAGS, I'm ACO. We will talk to you same time next week. Good luck with everything, and we'll talk to you then.